shall we turn our bibles to matthew's gospel and chapter number 4 and we read verses 18 to 20 matthew chapter 4 verses 18 to 20 would somebody read it out loud for us Amen. As Jesus was walking beside the sea of Galilee he saw two brothers Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew they were casting a net into the lake uh, for they were fishermen and Jesus looks at them and he says come follow me and Jesus said i will make you fishers of men at once they left their nets and boats and they followed him at once immediately he didn't give them a long uh, offer of uh, uh, you know what kind of a job profile this is going to be he didn't talk about what's a package going to be and what are the perks that will uh, go along with the big package he didn't talk to them whether it's going to be a five figure or a six figure uh, you know take home he didn't talk about all of the uh, allowances that are going to uh, come along with the package he just said follow me and i will make you fishers of men and at once they left their boats and nets and they followed him now that was their profession that is what would feed their families that is something that would uh, uh, take care of their lives that is their uh, you know profession by birth by for generations that is what they've been into but the moment jesus said follow me and he said i will make you fishers of men immediately at once they followed as once they obeyed a god can use those who obey him instantaneously amen god is the one who sees our heart god is the one who sees uh, uh, the way we are willing to follow him and the blessings will follow based on that certainly god's promises are uh, all conditional yes sir uh, salvation is not conditional we are saved by grace through faith completely on his by his grace by his finished work on the cross and by our faith in him we just have to believe that he died on the cross for us we just have to believe that he uh, paid the penalty for our sins we just have to believe that he offers forgiveness of sins and as we trust him he forgives us of our sins and he washes us cleanses us he delivers us from this bondage of sin and uh, by our faith in him we are set free and we are born again and we receive the gift of eternal life salvation is a free gift but the blessings are conditional god wants us to live a certain lifestyle that would please him he wants us to obey him and here he calls the disciples to follow him and he is also giving them a task to do you've been fishing fish all this while but now i'm going to make you fishers of men that's a call that god has given to all of us to follow jesus to follow the master to follow his teaching and also do a certain job there is a certain assignment that god gives to everyone as he calls us to follow him uh, these two cannot be separated we cannot say that i will follow jesus i will follow his teaching but i will not be fishers of men 
no they go together <laughs> amen if we follow jesus the immediate responsibility that follows the command that he has given right at the beginning as he called us to follow him is also to be fishers of men those two are inseparable and very often we've seen them as two separate things and we've understood or most people have understood that to be a fisher of men is something that is a unique calling that is given to some people that is a special gift that is given to some that uh, even uh, that is only for those who are in full time in ministry that is for pastors and evangelists that is for those who are called for that special uh, calling no the bible calls everyone to follow him and the bible calls everyone to be a fisher of men amen hallelujah that's a responsibility that has fallen on us that is a calling that has come to us that is a general calling for everybody of course in the body of christ god has also established unique gifts to his body there are some who are called to be apostles some who are called to be evangelists prophets teachers uh, you know uh, pastors that's uh, those are gifts given to the body for two different purposes and one is to equip the body of christ for the works of service for the works of ministry and secondly to mature the body of christ to become christ like and that's what we find in ephesians chapter 4 verses uh, 10 and 11 you would find that you'll find that, that unique specific calling that god has given uh, in the area of uh, uh functioning to equip the body of Christ and to mature the body of Christ to edify the body to equip and to edify but the calling to be fisher of men is something that God has given to all of us they would no more fish for their stomach sake but they would fish for the kingdom of God seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you is a family verse we heard it even this morning as we were worshiping the lord seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness the kingdom of god are the things of the kingdom the things of the kingdom involved fishing men and jesus was not going to do the fishing of men by himself he would inaugurate it he would initiate it he would demonstrate it he would show it to them he would train them and they would uh, be with him and they would learn how to fish men but he would eventually hand over that responsibility completely to men jesus did it for a while jesus did it for three and a half years as he walked through the uh, streets of galilee and he went through the city of jerusalem and in israel he went about sharing the good news and uh, healing the sick and he was uh demonstrating it to them and they saw they heard they uh, what he spoke and they did what he did and he sent them out but he, they were trained in that time period and Jesus was just using that time to train these 12 disciples that they would carry on fishing men that's a calling that he gave it to them he didn't want to stay here and do it all by himself well if Jesus was here he would do it as well but he didn't stay he didn't come to stay he came to do the work of redemption he came to show people that he is the messiah he came to show them that he was the one who was born to die and he did that work of redemption and after that job was finished and that task that was assigned by the father to do was done he went back 
to heaven. But he has called you and I to do that which he has left behind for us to do. And this is what he continues to do, but he does it through us. Hallelujah. Jesus has not stopped involving himself with people and redeeming people and calling people to follow him. He still continues to do that, but he does that through us. Hallelujah. You are his hands and his feet. You are his mouth and his ears. <laughs> you are representing him on this earth. And Jesus sends them out and he's praying. He's calling the disciples and everyone to pray that God will send forth workers into the harvest field. And he prays that in Matthew chapter 9 and verse 37 and 38. He says the harvest is plentiful, but the workers of few ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. That's the call that, that's his heart, that's his passion, that's what he's praying for. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. And as soon as he prayed, here is the answer for that prayer. In chapter 10, you find he called his 12 disciples to him. Now, until then, there were people who were just following him as disciples. But now he's sending them as apostles. A disciple is a follower. A disciple is a student. A disciple is an apprentice. A disciple is a learner. A disciple is one who follows the master, follows the master's teaching. An apostle is one who is a sent out one. An apostle means a sent out one. Here the disciples are being sent out. And, they, and he is sending them out two by two. And he gave them authority to drive out evil spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. And these are the names of the 12 apostles and you find the names listed there. Simon who is called Peter. And his brother Andrew, James son of Zebedee and his brother John. Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector. James son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus. Simon the zealot and Judas Iscariot who betrayed him. These are the 12 disciples. They were all not perfect men. Peter denied Jesus three times. Judas Iscariot, you know, betrayed Jesus by a kiss and you find all of the disciples betrayed and run away from Jesus while he was caught to be uh, tried while he was betrayed they all ran away when the Roman soldiers came with clubs and swords and with shields to arrest Jesus they all fled and Peter himself followed him at a distance and then later on denied him and left as well no one was there and no, then they were not perfect people. They were trying to find out who is the greatest amongst the 12 and who will be the successor to Jesus after he leaves this world because he says he's going away. They were fighting for position, they were fighting for who would be bigger than the others. And uh, one of the uh, mothers of uh, the, 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 the disciples, the mother of the sons of Zebedee came to Jesus and asked, uh, will you have one of my sons sit on the right and one on the left in your kingdom? They were all looking for a position. They were looking for a place. They were looking for who would be bigger than others. Uh, they were imperfect people. They lacked faith. Uh, at one time, they were trying to cast out a demon out of a young boy and they could not do that. And Jesus comes from the Mount of Transfiguration and he rebukes them for their lack of faith. And he says, how long will I be with you? And he cast the demon out and he said, uh, this kind will not go unless uh, through fasting and prayer. And he cast the demon out and some, uh, some like Peter were very impulsive and they said, Lord, if it even means to die with you, I would die, but you should not die on the cross. And Jesus said, uh, get thee behind me, Satan. 
they were speaking very unwisely uh, they were speaking the words of satan <laughs> they were with jesus they were his disciples but they were all not perfect they had their own uh, failures they had their own share of weaknesses they had their own share of struggles and difficulty to believe but yet jesus entrusted to them the kingdom of god yet jesus gave them this calling to follow him and also to be uh, fishers of men and so this morning uh, that gives us a great encouragement for some of us who might be thinking i'm not good enough for this i'm not i've not lived that kind of a life that others live i have not lived uh, such a perfect and a holy life Uh, i've not uh, you know learned the bible so much well many of them were struggling to understand the scriptures and what jesus was explaining to them they were unable to understand the parables that jesus spoke to them he spoke in story form so that they can get it easily but even those stories they did not understand they were asking is he going to is he telling us to bring bread no he was talking about the east of the pharisees that would corrupt you know them with the false teachings of the pharisees that would corrupt them and take them away from true spirituality but they were thinking that he was talking to them about bread while he was talking to them about the parable of the east well they were completely confused they really did not get it they did not understand all of the scriptures uh, they had not got a doctorate a degree in theology they had not been to a bible college but through all of those struggles and in their own personal pitfalls they had their own uh, difficulty in understanding scriptures they uh, they did not know everything they did not understand and comprehend all that god was speaking to them they did not understand the old testament scriptures and uh, that this is the messiah that the scriptures were pointing to they did not get everything at that time uh, but jesus is calling them to be fishers of men hallelujah Amen. Is there somebody this morning who feels encouraged? Hallelujah. That I can do this. <laughs> He has called me to do this. He called them to do it and they did it. <laughs> With their own share of mistakes they still did it. God understands that we are mere mortal men. Amen. Hallelujah. He knows that we are weak. He knows that we will fall. He knows that we don't get it all the time. He knows that we don't understand everything. He knows that we have our struggles. He knows it, but yet he calls us to be his disciples. Yet he calls us to be his children. He loves us so much and he gives us this command and he says, "I will make you fishers of men." He will make us fishers of men. He will cause us to fish men. We just have to say yes Lord. Amen. We just have to follow him. We just have to go after him. We just have to pursue him. We just have to go walk his footsteps and he's going to help us to fish men. Hallelujah. In our own strength, with our own wisdom, with our own capacity, we can't achieve anything. We can't do anything. we can't even you know make an end to follow jesus but with him with his power with his strength with his grace with him by our side we can fish men for jesus hallelujah amen praise the lord you are you are empowered you are called to do it and look at it the bible says in matthew chapter 10 and verse 1 he called his 12 disciples to him and he gave them authority 
He's the one who has all authority and he gives all that authority. He gave them authority to drive out evil spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. And also go down to verse 5 uh, to 9, 5 to 8. These 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go there rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, preach the message. The kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. As a follower of Jesus, as a child of God, as the one who is called to be fishers of men, you and I have been given authority. There's a certain spiritual authority that has been given to us. The authority involves supernatural power, exercising of a supernatural power in his name. There's a spiritual authority to exercise supernatural power, to release supernatural power in the lives of people, to bring healing to those who are sick, to cast out demons. Amen. Hallelujah. These are days we are seeing so many people experiencing miracles. Miracles in their lives as a result of answer to prayer. There's a, a brother who uh, used to live, uh, you know, close by to one of the families who, uh, you know, worship along with us in the Tamil service. And um, that brother was sick and uh, his hands and feet weren't moving and uh, he had lost strength and uh, he was a middle-aged man, but he couldn't rise up and walk. He couldn't, he was almost like paralyzed. And his father had died. He was uh, deep in grief and sorrow. And on the other side, he had lost a very um, successful business. He was a contractor uh, who was doing a lot of road contracts and government contracts, construction jobs. And he was uh, uh, minting money and he was doing big projects worth several crores. And uh, everything was gone. All of his business, uh, you know, uh, went on a loss and his father died. He was in grief and uh, now his physically he himself became invalid. Uh, he couldn't move and this was an attack of the devil. This was a witchcraft that somebody had done against him to completely, you know, uh, affect the whole life and his family and his future. And what happened is one of the families and uh, I think Brother Vasir and Sister Jaya also together, all of them, uh, you know, gather together and lead a fellowship in that area. And they reach out to people in that uh, area and they came together and they prayed for this brother. And as they repeatedly visited him and prayed for him, even though they were very much against the gospel, they were against, uh, you know, prayer and they were uh, very much, uh, you know, resisting it. But yet they continued to pray for him and they visited him again and again and prayed even in the midst of resistance. And you know what happened? One day the miracle happened. He got up from his bed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a spiritual power. There's a supernatural power that is at work through our lives because of the spiritual authority that God has given to us to do what Jesus did, to do the very things that he was able to do. You and I do not have that power or that capacity. We don't have that in us by ourselves humanly, but we have it by the power of God. Hallelujah. He has given us that supernatural authority, you know, power as we exercise that spiritual authority. He wants us to exercise that authority. 
when when we pray we pray rebuking that sickness when we pray we rebuke that witchcraft we pray rebuking that evil demonic oppression that is tormenting a person when you pray with that spiritual authority the supernatural power of god is released and the power of god will set them free hallelujah the power of god delivered him and that person began to believe in jesus step by step and now he started to come to the church and he's completely accepted christ and renounced everything that he's been believing in and he bought a bible and he came last week and he asked for prayer and pastor prayed and uh, blessed him and sent him and i met him on the way on the road and he merely pulled out his new brand new bible and he was carrying it like a big treasure he's a man who has handled a lot of money you know and money is very precious isn't it but here he comes with a huge new bible and he says ayya look at this look at this new bible i bought this new bible so much joy in him to carry this new bible it's so precious to him hallelujah jesus has become so precious the word of god has become so precious to him now hallelujah that's how god is able to you know give us men hallelujah when we go fishing hallelujah it's time to go fishing as we go walking and praying as you all you know take this map and walk around the area around your home and for each one of you you know we've given a map with uh, your home and that you know region we spotted that on maps and thanks to google maps it helps us to spot where you are you know soon we will be also be able to probably track where you go <laughs> but thank god because that helped us to you know locate the area where you live and that you know so that you could pray and walk around these streets and pray and god will start giving souls to you amen we are seeing so many people you know being touched by the power of god auntie bharati is here and last sunday as she was coming up the stairway you know she saw a vision of the cross you know in the middle of the sky and a bright light shining forth from that cross straight away towards her and she stood still in awe of that awesome you know light that was shown towards her and uh, and she was touched that day the lord touched her life and uh, she's been seeking the lord for a while now and she comes from a non-christian family background amen hallelujah the lord is touching people and revealing himself to them this is not something that man can bring about this is something that god is doing hallelujah and so when god is at work we need to jump into that bandwagon and start doing things hallelujah when god is moving we need to move with god and god will start using us hallelujah this is a season where god is touching lives and god is using people powerfully God is using new converts. God is using new people who do not know much about the Bible, but God is using them mightily. Another brother uh, uh, for whom uh, my brother's family were praying for in their fellowship at Orchid Springs, uh, you know, apartments where they have a fellowship, a prayer fellowship weekly, and they pray together for so many needs and for so much many people to be delivered and healed from their sickness and diseases. And my sister-in-law's friend who uh, was suffering from cancer, non-Christian brother, uh, at his last stage, you know, he was struggling and he couldn't eat, he couldn't breathe, uh, he couldn't move, he couldn't talk. Uh, uh, he was going through treatment and uh, doctors had given up hope. It was a very hopeless situation. And as they were praying, suddenly Jesus came into the room and touched him and something sprink- was sprinkled on him and uh, he got well and the next day he started eating, the next day he started talking. I thought somebody would say amen to that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is healing cancer these days. Amen. 
Brother Ashish Kumar Duku of our own church, praise God that God has healed him from cancer. Brother Sahu is here, God has healed him from cancer. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Hallelujah. And he will do miracles. He has given you spiritual authority. And uh, when you exercise that spiritual authority, the supernatural power of God is released and God will set people free. There was a brother who is struggling in his own life with some habits and, you know, he's going through a very, uh, you know, difficult situation in his own life. And he's part of our church as well. And he brought a person who came to visit him, uh, some relative of his, and that relative had brought another friend also. And they came and visited pastor, and, and pastor spoke to them and prayed for them, and uh, for that man. And the man is the one who is suffering the lot, uh, who is going through this big struggle in his life. And uh, that was the main purpose of the prayer, and the focus was the man. But he had brought a couple of them along with him, and as they left, uh, um, you know, at the gate... Uh, that brother said, uh, why don't you please pray for these two sisters also who had come, my relative and her friend. And so as he just began to pray and I was sitting in my office room and I was uh, doing an online session for some of our guys who are abroad. And, um, and, and, and suddenly uh, as he just began to pray that a friend who had come accompanied that lady suddenly fell down and, and she was tormented by an evil spirit because as he prayed, the power of God came upon her and she couldn't stand it and she fell and uh, the evil spirit began to torment her and he cast the demon out in Jesus' name and she was delivered right at that moment and she got up and went home free. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. They both accompanied this man to get prayed for this man. But they themselves got delivered in the, in the meanwhile. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is not that only some of us can do. But everyone can do this. Hallelujah. There's a spiritual authority that God has given to you. I mean, it doesn't just come because of your prayer. It doesn't just come because of your spirituality. It is something that God gives. Hallelujah. We can't work it out. It is a gift from God. It's a grace of God that a spiritual authority God gives to exercise authority over sickness, over demons, over witchcraft, over sorcery, over sin, over whatever bondage people might be suffering from. There are different kinds of sufferings people are going through. You know, family problems, marriage problems, you know, health conditions, financial difficulties, debts, you know, so many things, so many kinds of things, trouble at office, you know, all kinds of situations people are going through and God wants us to go out uh, with his authority you are sent out you are called to go out amen we are not just called to just come in and just have a good time and celebrate yes it's good that we come together celebrate and worship God and celebrate the goodness of God and exalt his name and worship him but when when we come together the purpose of our gathering together is not just that we will keep coming together and staying together and just having a good time not just to have a good Christian spiritual party and go away. But the purpose of our coming together is to be equipped. The purpose of our coming together is to receive the power of God. The purpose of our coming together is to receive the word of God and grow stronger and be edified and to grow in godliness. The purpose of our coming together is for our growth. But as we are growing, we also touch other lives and we help others to grow as well. Hallelujah. 
Amen. That is what God wants us to do. He's sending us with authority. Last uh, few months, we've been praying for a family who is uh, going through a very difficult time. Uh, the husband uh, met with an accident. Uh, he fell on Park Road from his two-wheeler and had an injury. And uh, he's been through several surgeries. And he's got so many complications in his body. He's probably over 60 years old. Being a general manager of some good insurance company, a veterinary doctor uh, by profession, um, you know, and uh, from a non-Christian family background, they are neighbors. And um, you know what happened? Uh, it so happened that in a very casual conversation, his wife came into contact with Selvi and uh, we began to talk to them. And my brother's family once visited them in our absence. And we also began to go there few times three four times we've been there to their home and we've been praying for him he's been bedridden and a few and a month back his wife said that she that he wouldn't make it you know he's there's no intake of food at all you know he's bedridden and uh, it's very difficult to take care of him over a year they've been struggling with his health situation he's in the bed uh, he's not been able to do anything and so out of this frustration and difficulty to take care of him his wife said it's even probably better if he you know goes away uh, uh, you know, she was even wishing for him to uh, go away um, and leave this world. That was the situation. And as we began to go and minister to them and pray and uh, thank God that they had an open heart to receive, a, receive prayer. And uh, we consistently have been praying for quite some time. And by God's grace... A uh, couple of days back on Friday morning, uh, as we were leaving, uh, you know, home, we saw that uh, they were walking around the apartment, both of them, husband and wife together. Hallelujah. Of course, he was, he's weak and he's not completely whole, uh, but he started walking. But I assume that if he's able to walk, there must be good intake going in and uh, he must be eating and he's gained some strength and he's able to walk. And the wife was holding his hand and helping him walk. Praise God for that. Hallelujah. And we're just praying that God will, uh, you know, uh, stir in their heart a, a new faith in Jesus. That they will begin to believe that Jesus is Lord. That Jesus is the one who is doing this miracle in their life. That they will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus. Ultimately through this, that they will believe that Jesus is Lord. That he's a true living God. That through him they receive forgiveness of sins and the hope of eternal life. That's her desire. Her desire is that none should perish. And that's God's desire. That none should perish. That all should come to the saving knowledge of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so Jesus has given us this authority. Number one, the most important thing we need to realize that we are sent forth with authority. Amen. An authority to do this. An authority to fulfill the great commission. An authority that has been given to exercise in the name of Jesus. And the supernatural power of God will be made manifest. And you see there is an authority. And when he's sending them with authority, he's also giving them uh, a message to speak. Uh, to whom they should go to. The men to whom they should go to. Whom they should go to. Very clear direction. He's not just sending them and saying, go somewhere. Do something. No, it's not an aimless task. It's not an aimless place that they are going toward. But he's clearly sending them with instructions. Look at verse 5. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. Well, Jesus' primary mission was come, to come to the people of Israel and to reveal to them that he's a Messiah because this was the plan of God from the beginning. That he would choose a man and make that man into a nation and reveal, God would reveal himself to that man and 
to the nation and through them to the nations of the world. And so Israel was a chosen nation to to bring forth the Messiah, to have the Messiah born among them and have the Messiah demonstrate the kingdom of God. And here they were called to be a kingdom of priests, but yet they uh, you know, said that we are going to be a kingdom like the earthly kingdoms and they asked for a king and, they, and God gave them Saul to be their king. But Saul was not a good king. He was not a man who obeyed God. And because Saul was rejected as king by God, God established a man who would be after his own heart and David comes. And God has established them as a people, as a kingdom and to demonstrate to, through them that he is their king. He wanted to be their king, but because they had an earthly king, uh, he continued to fulfill his purpose by coming down from heaven to earth and revealing to them that he is the king of kings and the lord of lords and he comes riding on the colt of a donkey and they're celebrating his coming and they welcome his coming and believing that he will come and wage war against the roman empire and he will you know establish the throne for israel and he will be their king but he comes as a different kind of a king not a political king who's bound by a ge geog uh, geographical boundaries he has not come here to establish a geopolitical kingdom, but he comes to establish his kingdom, which uh, is uh, from, of, includes a people from every tribe and tongue and nation. He's come to establish a kingdom that uh, includes all peoples of the earth. But here when he comes and he's walking in the streets of Galilee and he is moving around in the region of Galilee, he's focused on the people of Israel because primarily he wants to reveal that he is the Messiah to them, that through them the nations will know that he is God. And so when he's sending the disciples in this three and a half year period, he is focusing on the people of Israel to reveal to them that they will accept him, that he is the Messiah, the Savior. That he has not come to establish an earthly king, but he has come to, uh, uh, you know, establish the kingdom of God where he will reign and rule over the hearts and lives of people. That he will save them from their sins. And that's what his name itself means. Jesus means he shall save their, his people from their sins. Christ means the anointed one. He has come anointed. He has come empowered to save people from their sins. He has come from God and he is God himself. But he comes to save people from sin and he's telling the disciples, don't go everywhere, but now focus on the lost sheep of Israel. And so that's where Apostle Paul also begins each time he is going and proclaiming the gospel. Even though he's called to be an apostle to the Gentiles, as we read in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 7, you find that he is first going in to every place that he goes to, and every city he goes to, he would first go to the Jewish people. He would go to the Jewish synagogue out of reverence and respect for the people of God. That the gospel came through them. The Savior was born amongst them. They are the chosen people. And through them, the nations are going to know that he is God. And so he first goes to them. And he calls them to follow Jesus. He calls them to accept Jesus into their lives. But the Jewish, Jewish people reject him time and time and again. Every place he goes to, every Gentile city he went to, the synagogue leader would throw him out or the Jewish elders would throw him out and they would reject the gospel of Jesus. And then he would shake the dust off his feet and, say, and he would say, I'm now going to the Gentiles. And so primarily to the Jew and to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. 
every non-Jewish person is called as a Gentile. God chose these people to manifest himself, to reveal himself, to show himself that he is God. And so to a people, he revealed himself. He came to them, but they rejected him. They rejected him. Some believed in him, but as a whole nation, they rejected him as their elders and the leaders of the nation of Israel. They rejected him. And so Jesus went, uh, the gospel went to the Gentiles after that. And even till date, the Jews do not still believe that Jesus is the Messiah. It's only a few. It's only a remnant, a small remnant who really believe that Jesus is the Savior. That Jesus is the Messiah about whom the scriptures, the Old Testament scriptures are talking about. The Psalms, the prophets and the law which point to Jesus. Only a few believe in, in that truth. But Jesus is primarily setting the disciples firstly to the lost sheep of Israel. And so I believe even today there are many people who know Christ. But they do not have a personal relationship with Jesus. There are many people who are born in a Christian family. They are called Christians by virtue of birth, by virtue of name, by virtue of culture because they go to a church on a Sunday. But they don't have anything to do with Jesus. There are many, many millions and millions of people who proclaim or profess to be a Christian uh, by, uh, you know, allegiance to a religion. But they have nothing to do with Christ. They do not have a personal relationship with Jesus. And I think we need to go to them as well. As much as God is concerned about the lost and the Gentiles and those who, are, who do not know him at all. But God is also concerned about the lost sheep of Israel. Those who know Jesus, who have heard about Jesus, who've gone to a church by birth who are Christians. But who do not have a relationship with Jesus. God is concerned about them. The lost sheep. Of Israel. And so let's go to them first. Let's go to those who do not know the Lord. Now the Lord has opened the door for everyone to come into his kingdom. It's not only for the Jewish people to enjoy the covenants and the kingdom and the promises. But these are for everybody. And so we got to go to everyone. We need to look at those who are lost among ourselves. <laughs> Probably among our own families. In our own extended families, there are people who are still lost. People who are still outside the kingdom of God. People who still do not know that Jesus is their savior and who have not committed their life to Christ. People who are still living in sin. People who are still living under the bondage of sin. People who still do not know the truth. There are people who are in confusion, in spiritual confusion. They do all kinds of rituals thinking that this is what is true religiosity. But they've not understood that God is just calling us to give our hearts to him. He wants us to come into a relationship with him. Amen. And there are a lot of Christians. There are a lot of people in our own friend circle, in our own relatives, amongst our own blood relatives. There are people who do not know the truth. We got to take the gospel to them first. We got to call them to repentance. We got to call them into a relationship with Jesus. We got to fish them for the kingdom of God. We got to throw the nets to them. Hallelujah. And God will touch them. Praise the Lord. Amen. Some of them will be hard nuts to crack as well. But we got to keep nailing. We got to keep hammering it. And the nail will go in step by step. Inch by inch it will go in. But keep nailing it. We keep hammering it. Hallelujah. Have you seen those guys who, you know, hammer those huge, uh, uh, break those huge logs? those big chisels, they keep hammering them 
again again there'll be two fellows one on the opposite of each other one will hammer it on one side the other guy will hammer it from the other side they will keep hammering it and then it slightly moves in little by little little by little little by little we got to keep making progress but we keep got to keep hammering it calling them to keep coming to jesus calling them to keep following jesus calling them to repent calling them to follow the truth keep talking to them about the you know truth of baptism many people imagine that uh, oh as a baby i was uh, you know sprinkled and baptized that's only a ritual that many people go through but that does not entitle a relationship with jesus the baby it does not know is not conscious of sin the baby does not repent of its sin the baby does not believe and understand and know that jesus is the lord and so they've been stuck in this ritual of sprinkling water over a baby and they assume that they are part of the kingdom of god but the child grows up and begins to live a life of sin and never commits its life the child he or she never commit their life to christ they are just christians by virtue of birth and by name and culture but have never accepted christ have never come into the kingdom of god and so it's important that we need to keep talking to them about jesus we need to keep talking to them about repentance we need to keep talking to them about the truth of baptism we need to keep talking to them about committing their life to christ and following jesus and coming to a relationship with him amen hallelujah they may get offended they may not like it they may not believe it they may you know ridicule you they may insult you they may reject it but we got to do it amen hallelujah all of the people of israel never accepted jesus even though jesus himself was on foot walking the streets and doing those miracles but we got to keep telling we got to keep sharing we got to keep calling people to jesus we got to keep fishing there's an authority with which jesus is sending us we got to move with that purpose we need to exercise that spiritual power supernatural power and that spiritual authority and he has empowered us to do that but also he's sending us with a clear mandate go to the lost sheep of israel but now the great commission has been given you see finally when jesus was leaving this world he said go and make disciples of all nations you see he began with the lost sheep of israel but then when he leaves he says go to all the nations every tra- tongue and tribe and language people group and every nation needs to come to know jesus as their lord and savior they need to experience this peace in their hearts the peace that comes through the forgiveness of sins the guilt is gone the shame is gone and the peace of god comes in and as they come into a relationship with god and they receive the free gift of eternal life first to the jews then to the gentiles he talks about and the kingdom has come he's calling us to demonstrate the power of the kingdom verse 7 as you go preach this message there's a message that has been given the kingdom of heaven is near yes the people of israel were waiting for a kingdom they were waiting for a king a messiah to come and save them from roman hands they were waiting for a kingdom to be established but here jesus is saying to them this is the message that's what they're waiting for the message is here this is the same message that they expect the kingdom of heaven is near not a earthly kingdom the kingdom of heaven they were waiting for an earthly kingdom but he's saying the kingdom of heaven is near come into the kingdom and then he's saying demonstrate the power of the kingdom what is this kingdom what does this kingdom look like the kingdom would look like this verse 8 heal the sick 
raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons, freely you have received, freely given. Demonstrate the kingdom through miracles. There is a mandate that has been given. There are men to whom we need to go to. There's a message that has been given. Preach the kingdom of God. The kingdom is that Jesus rules and reigns over the hearts and lives of people. That's the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven has come. Jesus wants to rule and reign over the hearts and lives of people. And he's sending them with the power to do miracles. Demonstrate the kingdom. So that they will see this is what the kingdom looks like. Oh, we misunderstood it. We thought the kingdom of God is going to be an earthly kingdom. When Jesus comes, when the Messiah comes, we thought he will demonstrate an earthly kingdom. But here he comes demonstrating a heavenly kingdom. Where there's supernatural things are happening. Miracles are happening. And they see the power of the kingdom. They see the effects of the kingdom. They see the glory of this kingdom. They see the greatness of this kingdom. This is not a kingdom that is of this world, but this is a kingdom which is coming from heaven above. This is not a kingdom which is bound to perish, but this is an eternal kingdom. This is not a kingdom that is run by evil men, but this is a kingdom that is run by God himself. He is their king. This is not a kingdom where there is suffering and pain and sorrow. Today we live in this earthly kingdom, into a geopolitical kingdom called the kingdom or the Republic of India. Where there is sorrow, where there is suffering, where there is pain, where there is evil, where there is all kinds of atrocities, where there is all kinds of, uh, uh, you know, uh, rape and murder and all kinds of evil in this world. We live in this earthly kingdom. This kingdom is like this. But the kingdom of heaven is a kingdom that brings deliverance from all of these things. Hallelujah. The kingdom of heaven brings miracles. The kingdom of heaven has come. Jesus said, behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Hallelujah. Jesus is ruling and reigning over our hearts and our lives. And here we are to demonstrate the power of the kingdom. So when miracles happen in the people's lives, it is a demonstration of this power, of this kingdom. That this kingdom is not like the kingdoms of this world. It's not like the painful, you know, pitiful situations of this world. But here this is a kingdom which gives us a deliverance from all of these things. Hallelujah. That helps us to believe that Jesus is the King of Kings. That helps us to believe that Jesus is Lord. That helps us to believe that Jesus loves us. Hallelujah. Many people began to put their faith in him because they saw the signs and wonders and miracles. This generation will not believe that Jesus is Lord unless they see signs and wonders and miracles. And so we need to demonstrate the power of the kingdom through miracles. And he says, don't take anything along the way. Verse 9, gold or silver or copper in your belts. Take no bag for the journey or extra tunic or sandals or a staff for the worker is worth his keep. Hallelujah. As you serve the Lord, he will take care of your needs. <laughs> Amen. If anyone will serve me, my father will honor him, the Bible says. He will take care of your needs. You don't have to worry about how you will eat, what you will eat or what you will drink. These men have been fishing. Now they've been called to become fishers of men. So how are they going to eat? As long as they were Jesus, Jesus was multiplying five loaves and two fish and Jesus was taking care of their needs. He was giving them a place to sleep. He was taking them along with them. He was... Providing for them. 
he was sending them to buy food and as he was talking to the samaritan woman they went out to buy food right but now when they are going jesus saying don't worry about your needs the worker is worth his wages hallelujah who will pay you salary god will pay you salary hallelujah amen it's a life of faith you start serving jesus you see how he will take care of your needs <laughs> he will provide for you miraculously he will give you what you need at the right time he will not let you to stand in the street and go hungry and thirsty yes there may be times where sometimes in ministry there are people who suffer in hunger and thirst also and still faithfully serve the lord but that is only for a season and then god takes care of them and blesses them abundantly amen hallelujah some people are very angry and very very troubled and upset with preachers because they have big uh, you know houses and cars and and they very angry and upset with them look at all these people see how they are flaunting their wealth yes there are some people who just flaunt their wealth that is wrong god does not want us to just amass wealth but god does bless his people who serve him amen that is a truth as well god honors those who serve him and so you know don't get upset and angry with people sometimes people say oh why is they uh, why are they uh, you know flying by an aeroplane jesus didn't go by plane he went on a donkey and so today must people go on a donkey <laughs> sometimes people go to the other extreme as well but on the other side there are also some black sheep who amass too much wealth and misuse and abuse uh, ministry money we should also be very careful and faithful you know and how we do things but the truth is that when you serve the lord when you are a fisher of men the wages of the worker will be given by the master himself hallelujah and so if god is calling you to leave your boats and nets god is calling you to give up on your job and to come follow him and be a fisher of men don't hesitate to do that don't think how you will eat or how you will drink or how you will make it in life how you will manage your family who will pay your rent how will you manage your you know phone bill and your petrol bills and how will you manage your electricity bills don't worry about how will you manage your school fees of your children God will provide all of that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because he who calls us is faithful. He who calls us is faithful. He will provide us just exactly when we need what we need. Amen. A few months back, you know, it was uh, time for us to pay fees for our uh, children. And uh, uh, and we didn't have much bank balance. you know it was a, a challenging situation and uh, we did pray we always pray lord provide our needs and little we did, did we imagine that you know there would be a miraculous provision and suddenly uh, on my birthday one of the uh, pastors from a, a very uh, popular church in the city called me and uh, he prayed for me and he prayed for me and he asked me at the end of the conversation send your uh, uh, bank account details and i just forwarded to him 
uh, i thought he was going to give me a small uh, birthday gift you know and there there comes a huge amount of money <laughs> into the account that exactly just helped us to uh, fill up all that was necessary to pay the fees uh, for both the kids in the month of march hallelujah supernaturally i never told it to anyone that we have money we don't hint to anybody oh we need to have a prayer request we need to pray that god will provide the needs of our family we don't give any prayer requests like that indirectly to anybody god knows our needs god will provide our needs somehow hallelujah amen praise the lord and we've always seen at certain of the months where we have more expenditure somehow god provides that miraculously amen he knows what's coming ahead of time and he and he's an on time god just in time he will provide and so you don't have to worry even if you have to quit your job and that's how it was even for us uh, there was a my father was doing business and he was a dealer for blue star company doing air conditioning refrigeration sales and service business as a dealer my mother was a headmistress of a government school and we were fairly living a good decent uh, middle class uh, living and here god calls both of them to serve him full time and uh, at the same time you know god didn't do it one by one if he had at least done one by one probably we could have had something to manage isn't it but god called us call them together at the same time and i was in college i was just sorry i was just finishing school 11th standard i was in my 11th standard and i had a college education to do but that's the time where god called us and uh, when they stepped in in faith with uh, no money and uh, it took about 6 months for the pension to get settled and for 6 months nothing and our chief pastor gave us 1000 rupees per month what will you do with 1000 rupees for a month for four member family in a city like chennai if you go to coffee day 1000 rupees is not good enough but that's how we came into ministry and god started supplying needs miraculously one by one hallelujah praise the lord even the last um, uh, you know final semester of my bible college and we didn't have the fees and thankfully uh, my second and third year they gave me scholarship work scholarship and so i was working as well uh, you know 8 hours uh, sorry uh, i think 8 of 16 hours a week it was i think 4 hours or a day for 4 days and about 16 hours a week uh, we work like uh, cleaning toilets and cleaning uh, the dining hall and taking away all the leftover food uh, on the table and cleaning the hall and washing the floor mopping the floor uh, sweeping uh, hostel rooms all kinds of work scholarship and so i got a good scholarship as well and then we were also you know with uh, whatever was possible from here my parents were uh, paying my fees as well but in the final year uh, you know we had a good amount of money where we had to pay and only if i paid the fees they would give the graduation and so in the final semester there was an accumulation of something like some 4000 something 500 rupees and there was a friend of mine whom uh, who had come to christ uh, who studied with me in school and he had gone abroad he was a physio, uh, physiotherapist uh, physiotherapist he was in the uk and uh, he was studying there he was doing his masters and he himself was working overtime in the evenings uh, to pay up his fees and for him to survive 
but out of the blue and we had no connection with him for years you know those were the days uh, pre internet days no no connection and here he um, you know calls up one day and he says i'm sending some money for my education and he sends exactly 4500 rupees on western union through western union he said collected i just got that exact money the last week of the semester and paid the fees hallelujah because not one rupee from the church can be used for education of children that's the rules of the trust and so we couldn't use anything uh, you know from what we were receiving as a church so it was only by faith hallelujah god supplies your needs don't worry about you know stepping into ministry if god is calling you to follow his heart and his call and to step in into ministry and serve him full time god is able to provide your need miraculously god is the one who is faithful to give the wages for the worker who serves in his kingdom hallelujah praise the lord hallelujah you can look at us and believe god we are not starving for three meals a day we don't live in a street amen hallelujah praise god matthew's gospel chapter 10 come down to verse number 11 whatever town or village you enter search for some worthy person there and stay at his house until you leave as you enter his home give it your greeting if the home is deserving let your peace rest on it or if not let your peace return to you if anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words shake the dust off your feet when you leave that home or town Jesus is saying go and find those people who are ready and receptive to receive the message there is a mandate with which he is sending us he is sending us to men firstly to the lost sheep of israel then to gentiles he is sending us with a message to proclaim that jesus is lord that he came and died on the cross for us and he gives us forgiveness of sins the kingdom of heaven is here the way to heaven is jesus that is a message and then comes demonstration of the kingdom through miracles do signs and wonders and miracles heal the sick raise the dead heal the uh, cleanse the lepers and then he is sending us to uh, he is sending us with the money that you need also <laughs> he will give you the wages when you serve him and he will honor you if you serve him and then he is sending us to a man of peace he wants us to find a man of peace here's the strategy go find a home that will receive the message go find a man who will receive the message and settle in there I mean make that your hub and from there reach out to that community reach out to those people find the man of peace find the man who will receive the message a worthy person there stay at his house maybe you are that worthy person whom god has established in that area where you live in hallelujah you are that household that is a man of peace that has a man of peace who has received the message and now you are called to web out and share the gospel to the neighbors and that's why we are walking and praying that god will open the hearts and the lives of people and the homes of people in that area or you could go to some other location as well a place where you do not know maybe it is your office maybe it is some other area that god is leading you to maybe go there and pray and god will give you a man of peace god will open up a door god will open up a house and god did that exactly in the when when 
when Paul and the apostolic team was moving about and, and preaching the gospel in different cities and, and, and establishing churches. This is what happened in Acts chapter 16 when Paul the apostle on a vision that was sent, uh, uh, that, that was uh, received by him as God spoke to him by a vision and God led him to Macedonia and he co- comes to the strategic, uh, uh, you know, the... Um, uh, to the city, a leading city of the district of Macedonia and he comes to a place called Philippi in Acts chapter 16 and you find verse 13 on the Sabbath we went outside the city gate to the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. But there was one who of those who was listening was a woman named Lydia. This is a leading city of the district of Macedonia, a gateway city to Macedonian area, region. And a strategic place God leads him to. And in that place, a strategic woman. (laughs) You see, a woman who is not just an ordinary uh, woman, but a very influential woman. A woman who is a dealer in purple cloth from the city of Theatira, who is a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. Hallelujah. You see, when you go and when you pray... God will open hearts of people. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Keep looking for people. Keep looking for opportunities. Keep looking for those whom God has prepared and made ready for the message of the gospel, to receive the message of the gospel and talk to them. We went to the chicken shop to buy chicken. You know? And there was the owner's son who was standing there. And while the chicken was getting cut, we began to talk to this guy and we asked him, there was no, nobody there, uh, there was no busy business there. And so we asked him, uh, what's happening? Um, you know, why, uh, how's the business going on? Why nobody's there in the shop? Uh, he said, what sir, business is very dull. Why business is dull? What sir, Adi Masam? Month of Adi, you know. Oh, Adi, okay, okay. So what is this Adi month? What do they do in this Adi month? What do you do? Oh, sir, nanga sami you know, we feed the gods. He said, uh, Sylvie said, uh, you know, should not God be feeding us? Uh, should we be feeding God? Uh, you know. And he began to think, yes, God should be feeding us. So he said, you believe in Jesus, he's able to feed you. He fed 5,000 people. He multiplied five loaves of fish and two, you know, uh, 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 five loaves of bread and two fish. He multiplied. He, he said, he's able to bless your business. You believe in him. You trust in him. You call upon him. Every morning you call him. You ask him, Jesus, bless my business. And he will make you to flourish even in a season where nobody buys meat. Amen. Hallelujah. You can use every opportunity. You just have to ask anyone, how is your business? How is your work? How is your family? You'll always find people with needs. Amen. Hallelujah. It began to thinking. He began to think. Next time he goes to pour that for his gods, he will be thinking, oh, God only should be pouring for me. And I'm pouring it for my God. Should not this God be giving to me? That's what he'll be thinking. Amen. And I pray that he will know the truth and the truth will set him free. Hallelujah. 
in some way god will help you to touch the lives of people right there while they were praying so you pray all the time lord give me opportunities every morning you pray lord give me an opportunity today to witness about jesus to somebody hallelujah help me to speak to someone about christ help me to give the gospel to someone you pray every morning and you you go prayer walking every day 20 minutes at least and you say what happens god will bring people God will open the hearts of people and hear the heart of Lydia was open and see what happened verse 15 when she and the members of her household were baptized she invited us to her home if you consider me a believer in the Lord she said come and stay at my house and she persuaded us are you able to connect with what we read in Matthew 10 and Acts 16 Jesus said go find a man of peace a worthy person if he receives the gospel stay there and from there reach out to the people and if you come down to verse 14 same chapter act 16 verse 40 read with me and paul and silas came out of the prison they went to lydia's house where they met with the what does it say brothers so it's not just with this one sister but with the it is generic brethren you know talking about men and women she's talking about a group of people who had gathered there by that time by the time a church has been established a group of people have been collected who accepted christ have been collected there and he is meeting with them but even between these both what we've read is the incident where paul and silas were in prison they were persecuted and they were handed over to the prison uh, in prison and there the earthquake came and the foundations of the prison were shaken and the prison doors flew open and the chains came off and paul and silas come out and the jailer is asking them what should we do to be saved because paul and silas were praising and worshiping god even in the prison while you are constantly in connection with god god will open the hearts of people wherever you go whether it is in the uh, you know by the river or inside a prison god will open the hearts of people the jailer asked what must we do to be saved and he took him took the prisoners paul and silas are prisoners he took them home and he they preached the gospel and that night they were both, all the host, whole household was baptized and i believe that the jailer's family would have been the first converts who joined the church at philippi along with lydia hallelujah praise the lord You see this is what God is doing and this is how God is moving and this is what you and I should start doing along with him and he will do his work through our lives. Amen. And so find homes that will open up for the gospel. My grandfather used to be very angry and he used to say, you know, when the house is burning, these people clad in white get inside into a house that is burning. he was very upset about that because he was part of a church that did not like you know all these people wearing white clothes he was a traditional christian who went on, went only to st matthias's church even when he came and stayed here he would not come up to the first floor but he would go to his church because he considered only that as a church and so he was always very angry that people would go in when the house is burning but that's what even jesus himself did he went and met needs of people he went to solve their problems he went to feed them when they were hungry he went to uh, heal them when they were sick he went to raise the dead when they were dead 
Hallelujah. That is what Jesus wants us to do as well. This is not to take advantage and exploit somebody in their time of trouble. But this is how God also creates opportunities. And he makes conducive situations for people to accept him in their lives and to believe in him. Amen. Hallelujah. He wants us to demonstrate the power of the kingdom. He wants us to go and find a man of peace. Or if you are that family that is a man of peace for that area, you got to go about and bring people into the kingdom of God. And by that time when Paul went into the prison and came out of the prison, there were a bunch of people who had already been gathered there as a household of God, as a church of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And so may every home, every house become, every one of our homes, every one of our houses, may that become good news homes. Hallelujah. And so this morning, we're going to give a new title for our homes. What is that called? Good news homes. Amen. Our house should be called a good news home. Where like in the house of Lydia, a group of people were gathered. House of Cornelius, a group of people had gathered. And the gospel good news was proclaimed to them. I pray that your house will also become a good news home. How many of us like our homes to become a good news home where people will come and get saved? Where we can invite people in to be healed, to be delivered. To be touched. To be transformed. Hallelujah. From sin, from sickness, from Satan, from curses, from problems of life. God is able to make every home a good news home. If you desire it. If you want it. If you pray for it. Hallelujah. Pray and go and call people into your house. And talk to them about Jesus. Find other homes which can be turned into good news homes. In your neighborhood. Hallelujah. Somebody might open up their home. Last month, Auntie Bharati's home became a good news home. She hosted a prayer meeting. She cooked all the food for everybody. Amen. And she gathered a lot of people and, and they came and people came and heard the good news of the gospel in her home. <laughs> Hallelujah. She was not born in a Christian family. But home became a good news home for the glory of God. Hallelujah. And so as we pray, and we're going to continue to pray. And this month of Adi finishes with August 16th. So every day I would encourage all of us to pray. Maybe some of you didn't pray the last week and you missed it out. And I want to remind us this morning to pray every day from beginning from today. At least 20 minutes, walk and pray in your area. Walk and pray. At least 20 minutes. Maybe in your office. Walk around your campus. Walk around the buildings. And pray, Lord, give me these souls, oh God. All of these colleagues of mine who work in this campus. All of these companies. In your area, ask, Lord, give me souls. God will give you souls in that workplace. In your school, if you're a student, in your college, walk around and pray, Lord, give me souls. Last week we saw how the Lord wants us to ask if you missed last Sunday, go to YouTube, go on to our website, achchurch.in and go on to the uh, you know, uh, YouTube page and listen to that message. Ask and God will give us inheritance, people's nations as an inheritance. And, but it's not enough if we just ask. We also need to proclaim the gospel. Amen. 
and this is how god wants us to do it he's given us a spiritual authority he's given us a mandate would you exercise it would you do it would you be a fisher of men amen it's enough that we have worked for the world and we've served men let's serve jesus the rest of our lives it doesn't mean that we shouldn't earn our bread of course we need to work with our hands we need to earn our bread paul himself did it he was a tent maker we need to earn our bread but that is not all of life all of those things one day we will leave and go but what we do for christ will last forever hallelujah the souls whom you win in this world will come with you to eternity and they will be ever forever grateful to you because they shared the gospel you shared the gospel with them today we are seated here because somebody talked to us about jesus maybe to our parents maybe to our grandparents maybe to somebody maybe to to us personally maybe someone came reaching out to us someone kept calling us someone kept praying for us hallelujah and that's why we are here and if you do that for someone else they are going to spend eternity with jesus amen praise the lord and so let's do this together let's start praying every day at least 20 minutes every day and walk and pray ask god for souls and then start looking for opportunities talking to people and god will give you opportunities either whether it's by the river side or even if it's in a prison or anywhere it is god will give you opportunities hallelujah amen that's why apostle paul told timothy you know preach the gospel in season and out of season whether it's a conducive situation or not so conducive situation preach the gospel anyways you don't have to be a preacher you don't have to be an ordained preacher or a pastor or an evangelist to do that god has called all of us to be fishers of men let's do it and you see the kingdom of god established in our neighborhoods hallelujah pray that every family in our neighborhood will come to the saving knowledge of jesus every family in our neighborhood should come to the saving knowledge of jesus three people um three houses in this area from this street to this street three three houses in three households you know there are people who have come into pastoral ministry hallelujah opposite house an atheist family born as a christian but never went to church they were atheists even in a sick and dying bed the man refused prayer but god touched the son when he was in a hostel in bangalore he accepted christ he's a pastor now the son of an atheist he was born as a christian but as an atheist he's a pastor god called us into ministry this family and then three four buildings from here four houses from here they lived a family many many years back they sold their house and went about 10 15 years ago there's a man a brahmin family who lived there and a young man young boy called sarangan who now i met in hyderabad and he asked me where do you live and i said chennai he said asked me where in chennai i said ananagar he asked me where in ananagar park road he said where on park road i said near park road where near park road first street where on first street 110 he said i was in 115 and i asked him what do you do he's a clean shaven guy skinhead asked him what do you do he said i'm a pastor i pastor many churches in hyderabad he said he accepted christ when he was here through somebody hallelujah brahmin guy a pastor in hyderabad <laughs> hallelujah god is touching and transforming lives like nobody's business 
So you get involved. You do great exploits for God. Hallelujah. Let's stand together and pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Let's all lift our hands and pray to the Lord. Lord, I want to commit myself to be a fisher of men. I want to commit my house to be a good news house, to be a good news home. If you are saying that, pray that prayer. Ask the Lord, Lord, make my house a house of prayer. Make my house a good news home. Hallelujah. Make me a fisher of men. Lord, make me a fisher of men. Lord, make my house a house of prayer. Make my house a good news home. Hallelujah. You may say, no, my family members are not yet saved. Oh, it's not possible. Oh, no. God is able to turn that around. Hallelujah. God is able to turn that around. Lord, make me a fisher of men. Lord, make our house a house of prayer. Make my home a good news home where we will proclaim the gospel. Hallelujah. If you're praying that prayer sincerely, God will certainly answer your prayer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Even if God is taking you to another city, even if God is taking you to another nation, God can still do that in your life. Hallelujah. To make you a fisher of men. To make your house a house of prayer. To make your home a good news home. Do not worry about the situations at home. God is able to turn that around. Hallelujah. 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 Pray, brother, sister. You pray. You pray and see what happens. You desire and see what happens. Oh, Let the anointing rest upon everyone, oh God. Let the presence of the Lord fill everyone. Let the glory of God come upon us. Let there be a new vision that will be birthed in our hearts this morning. Let there be a new passion that will be stirred in our hearts. A new decision to go forward and live for you, oh God. We've lived for this world enough. We've lived for the pleasures of this world enough. It's enough, Lord, that we've lived and served man. And we've served their agendas, their goals. It's good enough, Lord. But we want to serve you from now on. Hallelujah. We want to live for you from now on. We want to make our home a good news home from now on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Do it in every family, oh God. Do it in every household, oh God. Lord, we pray that vision will come into everyone this morning, oh God. That passion will arise for everyone, oh God. Hallelujah. Give us no rest until we have done it, oh Master. Give us no rest until we have accomplished it, oh God. Jesus, Jesus, give us such a grace. Give us such a grace. We love you. We worship you. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise. Bless everyone, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen.